Then spring became the summer Who'd have believed you'd come Touching hands, reaching out, touching me, touching you. And we can't play the rest. Um, that's a no-go there, Cole. For once, it's oh, me who oh, has to the song oh, and not you. Oh, okay. I thought we were going for it. I was fully ready. I was I was 100% ready for it. Um, Cole, it's Backyard Brawl Week. It's Pit Hate Week, baby. Let's go. Beat Pit. Hashtag Beat Pit. Oh, man. What an episode. Um Got a few great games to go over with you guys, um, and then some even better games for LSU and WU. But to cap it all offs. All of this episode, just remember, it's Pit Hate Week. It's Pit Hate Week. Beat Pit. And if you're a Pit fan, don't, don't listen. <laughs> we don't want you here. <laughs> go on, get. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we can. I don't think we can control that. Oh, no, we can control it. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, we can control it. Uh, welcome in, everybody. My name is Cole Connor. I'm Owen Spelnick. And you are listening to the Panther Pod. Okay, guys. So, uh, rolling into things here. Uh, first game up that we're going to talk about this week is K State versus Mizzou. Both teams two and zero. K State is ranked fifteenth in the nation. Um, this is in Columbia, so it, Missouri does have home field advantage, which is how that works. Um, K State, I know that was weird. I'm sorry. Um, K State's last two. They beat Southeast Missouri State, the Red Hawks, uh, 45 nothing, and then they beat Troy, 42-13. to uh, Missouri's last two, um, they beat Middle Tennessee, 23-19, and then they beat uh, South Dakota, I'm trying to get the score here, 35-10. to um, Looking at some stats for the season, <clears throat> Will Howard so far this season is 39 for 58, 547 yards passing, five touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, and then Cook for Mizzou is 31 for 40, 376 yards passing and three touchdowns. Um, I'm going to cut straight to the chase here. Both of these teams like to throw the ball. Um, K-State is averaging about 305 uh passing yards per game versus 187 rushing yards, which isn't anything to joke at, but doesn't hold a candle to what they were doing last year. Um, Mizzou is in the same boat, 215 yards passing per game versus 161. Um, What I look for in this game, honestly, K-State to cool off a little bit. You think they'll cool off a little bit oh, on yeah. this one? I, I think so. So you you are leaning towards your SEC brethren in it's, Mizzou. Honestly and truthfully, it's not even about that. I think Middle Tennessee is a better team than Troy. 
um, and Southeast Missouri. And Mizzou handled Middle Tennessee fairly well last week, 23-19. to See, I disagree. I okay. think Troy is the better. Troy is favored in their conference versus Middle Tennessee. Troy is going to be favored as a Sun Belt favorite. Um, and they were they were a decent test for Kansas State. Kansas State just walked away with it. They handled the they handled the Trojans really well. Uh, didn't have any issues with them. Uh, K State is averaging about 500 yards a game right now offensively and giving up a little under a little over 250. Kansas State, you're reigning Big 12 champs. Uh, Mizzou, I don't think it has a bad team this year. Um, both of these teams, this is their first real competition. They play their FCS, their warm opponent. Then they play their they've played their group of five opponent. And now they're going to play. Uh, now they're going to play uh, their last Power Five before they walk into conference play. Okay. Yep. Um, Mizzou doesn't look to have a bad. It doesn't look like they have a bad team. They start off two and zero. They look halfway decent. Eli Drinkowitz looks okay uh, heading into his fourth, fifth year coaching at Mizzou. Mm -hmm. um, however, for me, yeah. I'm personally, I, I, you know, I see Kansas State to not handle Missouri, but I, ha I see them comfortably winning in this. No, and let me, let me clarify, and I'm not going back on what I said at all. When I say Kansas State cools off, I mean they don't win by, you know, 30 points here. I don't think they will too. I think I think Mizzou is much is a much more worthy opponent or bigger opponent uh, than it's a it's a much, much bigger opponent or much more stout opponent compared to what they've been playing. Um, remember, this is an old Big Twelve rival back mm -hmm. to the Big Eight days uh, between K State and Mizzou. So I I think that. Um, I think I think Kansas State, with their experience with Chris Kleiman at the helm, I picked the Wildcats to win. This is a feed line frenzy over here: the Mizzou Tigers versus the uh, K State Wildcats. Cole, real quick, this is a tangent. Can the SEC not find any more like I don't know uh, I mean, unique? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and stop you. We have three Tiger teams. Okay. You have three Tiger teams. Any? Do you? Did you guys just all just like did LSU, Mizzou, and Auburn just all sit down and go? Yeah, we like Tigers. We're going to go with that. Well, I mean, Auburn there are no Tigers in LSU. There are no Tigers in Missouri, and it's there the are Bayou no Bengals. Tigers, Come on now, but there are no Tigers in Auburn. There, it, I, I, it, you know, pigs will fly the day that I see a tiger in Auburn outside no, you're of a zoo. Of Arkansas. Oh, that's true. Woo pig, woo pig suey. Um, but no, here's my here's my thing. Did you all just join the Tiger Convention Club and had Clemson tag along a little bit as little brother? Like, be more original. Okay, all right. Along that same tangent, what would you call LSU besides the Tigers? I don't know the goes go Tigers. What? <laughs> no, like what would you call L what what mascot would you pick out for LSU? Then? The Cajuns, raging Cajuns. That's but you know, already Louis. It is. It is a shame. Shame. It's almost like the state school should have picked that. Even Tulane came up with something better. They're in New Orleans, and they picked the the wave, the green. Wave. Couldn't you have picked like Hurricane Katrina or something like that? <laughs> I'm sorry, that was tasteless. That was. I apologize on that one. The hurricanes, but, not the, Hurricane Katrina. The Hurricanes, but then that's also Miami, so that one I can see. But you could do something, let's say you could do like, I don't know, the Gators, because you Florida. are in a swamp that is in Florida, um, which makes no sense. They're not even, I mean, there are Gators in Florida, but uh, you could have done something of like, 
I don't know, something unique to the mm-hmm. bayou. Mm-hmm. The lily pads. Really? Wow. No, the, the kudzu. The LSU kudzu. <laughs> LSU kudzu. I didn't know they were from Franklin County. <laughs> um, but you, I mean, like. I, I hear what you're saying. Jurassic Park. That's pretty much what Louisiana is. I hear what you're saying. Go Tigers. Even New Orleans had, like, the Saints, okay? Yeah, which is very fitting. So is LSU. Why couldn't you have guys been like, I don't know, the Frenchmen or something like that? Like <laughs> The LSU Frenchmen. That almost sounds as stupid as Mountaineer. Or Cri- I'm picking K-State to win. I'm also picking K-State to win. Hmm. Are we, we're, we're going. We're going with this. We're going with this now. Almost as stupid. At least mine makes sense. At least there are mountains for mountaineers to climb. And there yeah. is a tiger in Louisiana, and his name is Mike. Okay. Thank you very okay. much. The seventh generation of Mike lives in captivity. It's not free roaming. Doesn't count. <sighs> K State twenty eight seventeen. K State uh, thirty thirty five twenty one. Moving on to probably oh, and let's let's be real here. Um, this is going to be a blowout. Yeah, but there's the off. There's chance. a chance. There's an off chance. However, that, slim that Beamer Ball could run wild down there uh, in uh, in, in Athens. Not, Athens. Thank you. I almost said Atlanta. That's Georgia Tech. Um, <laughs> There is, uh, there's a chance that Beamer Ball could run wild. You know, the Gamecocks could uh, could run wild all over the Bulldogs in Athens, in uh, Sanford Stadium, but I I don't don't think that's going to happen. South Carolina takes on Georgia in Sanford Stadium. Um, Georgia has a ninety one point eight percent chance to win this game, according to ESPN. And the line is 27 and a half in Georgia's favor. The over-under is 54. I think Georgia looks at uh, the Gamecocks' uh, offensive line and just drools. Oh, yeah. is, is, is foaming at, yeah, foaming at the mouth going, we're going to get Spencer Rattler, and there's nothing they can do about it. So, so far on the season, Spencer Rattler has been very, very solid. Um 55 for 66, 698 yards, almost at 700, uh, and three total touchdowns on the year. Back for Georgia, 44 for 61, 577 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. So similar quarterback play. Uh, Joiner for South Carolina, good God. Two games in, 23 carries, 65 total rushing yards, uh, and two touchdowns. Uh, Robinson for Georgia, 14 carries, 88 yards, two rushing touchdowns this is a south carolina team who does not like to run the football at nope. all. Beamer. nope but they do love to pass it though yeah. well, I mean, air when you, raid when you have a quarterback like spencer rattler and you can afford to do that might as well might as well um defensively i just don't see how south carolina stacks up how their offense will stack up against that georgia no. defense yeah they may not be uh uh, they are definitely national championship contenders this year. They may not be a national championship winning team. We'll find that out in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may find that out before January, but I have a feeling January is when we'll really find out. Um, they may not be a national championship winning team, but that defense is solid. One hundred so top killer. top five, if not the best defense in college oh, yeah. football. Um, there's to me, um, if Sanford Stadium comes in there, just a rocking. It, it just comes in there, a rocking and rolling. Um, there's going to be 
no way that South Carolina stands a chance. I think they've got to strike quick. They've got to hit first, kind of knock Georgia, uh, like make them stumble a little bit. I think get up ahead of Georgia uh, really will help the Gamecocks here. But I just after yeah, that I no. don't see I don't see much hope much hope in this one. The only way I see South Carolina winning this game at all is if you know Ball State and UT Martin weren't enough of a uh, warm up for Georgia. Yeah, yeah. And uh, South Carolina comes out and punches them in the mouth. But South Carolina did what they had to do. They took care of business against Furman last week. Now they did allow twenty one points. And uh, my biggest concern too is. You went up against a UNC team that dropped 31 on you and held you only to two touchdowns and a yeah. field goal. Um, again, had six sacks in that game. Nine, actually, I think. I think it was nine sacks, between nine and six sacks. I can't remember in that game. Uh, against UNC? Against UNC, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, I think, yeah, it was right at nine sacks. Yeah. Um, that concerns me. That offensive line is is the Terrible. biggest struggle. Struggle, struggle. And but here's the thing, though. I think it's because the, the the reason that they don't have a good run game is because their offensive line is not great. Now, could that be something? Is that is that something that's fixable? Is that is the offensive line? You as an offensive lineman, I want your honest opinion mm-hmm. with you. The amount of football knowledge and wealth that you possess in that big old brain of yours. Um, Emphasis on big there. Okay. Do what? Hmm? Nothing. What? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, is offensive line from week to week, is that something you can fix, or is it just one of those things that you have to kind of patch up the best you can, and it's just you've got what you've got? Nothing is going to – when it comes to offensive line play, nothing is going to outmatch raw talent. Um. If you play offensive line, you have to. It's the exact same thing as quarterback. There's some aspects of it that you can coach up and fix, like hand placement on the inside of your plates, um, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, a lot of offensive line play just solely stays in the weight room, You know, um, has the good first instincts, can anticipate the snap count. It really set the tone uh, early on against the defensive line. That being said, South Carolina is not setting the tone against Georgia. I mean, come on. Let's, let's be real. It's it's Georgia. Georgia – I mean, South Carolina could try to set the tone all they want, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think the tone setter is the fact that Kirby's got two rings sitting on his finger right now. Yeah, no, the tone setter is 65-7 to 7 against Texas Christian. One, yeah, that yeah. – <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, yeah, let's, let's be real. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm picking Georgia, and I think it's going to get ugly. I um, think 100%. I – I think Georgia, uh, <laughs> Georgia, the over under is fifty four, and I think Georgia covers by themselves. Yeah, I think Georgia covers by themselves, and it's going to be like a fifty. It's going to be like a uh, a fifty fifty six to twenty eight kind of game. Um. Yeah, I'm not even going to give South Carolina that much credit. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> um. I think Georgia wins. I think Georgia wins sixty three to ten. <laughs> Yeah, mm. bad beat. Oh, bad beat. Mm. Over an over another SEC, over a conference opponent too. Yeah. Well, and I'm truly I'm not dissing South Carolina here. I think South Carolina has the potential to be great, but I don't think they're there yet. Well, but I think it's just I don't think it's so much that we're down on North Carolina as we are up on 
not North Carolina. We are down on South Carolina as we are up on Georgia. Oh yeah, I think that's I think that's really where this comes from is the fact that we. I don't think that South Carolina is a terrible team. I just think that Georgia is an amazing team. When LSU loses fifty to thirty in the SEC championship game, I mean, come on. Yeah, like, after you beat Alabama. Yeah, you know, like that's that's rough. Rough, rough, rough. Georgia is going to be king of the castle for a long time to come. Absolutely. Unfortunately. And I know you hate to hear that. I, but. I mean, honestly, I, I do. But as long as LSU competes in the West, I'm I'm fine. But there's not going to be a West anymore, Cole. Nope. <laughs> no. There's not going to be a West anymore. Uh, ah, it's fun. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Hey, at least we won't see, you know, Georgia Alabama in the SEC championship game much more. It'll just be Georgia LSU or Georgia Tennessee. That's a bright side. That is a bright side. Yeah. What a wild what a wild SEC championship game that would be seeing Georgia Tennessee in the SEC championship game. Yeah, that's scary. Isn't that wild? That's very that's scary. that's very that's very crazy. Anyways, moving on. Moving on to, to Tennessee. Tennessee. Uh um, Jinx. Uh the Tennessee the Vols take on the Gators in Gainesville. Um this is a big time game. This used to be a massive game, both when Florida and Tennessee were rolling back in the late '90s, early 2000s. Um, Billy Napier looks to right the ship uh, after that tough loss to Utah in Week One. Uh, they come back and absolutely dog walk McNeese. Um, Tennessee been dog walking people all over, giving up an average of 13 points a game because you know that's what they gave up against UVA and uh, Austin P. Dropped 49 on UVA, and then proceeded to only drop 30 points on Austin P. Good for them. Who's the better team, Austin P or UVA? I, who knows? Who knows? Uh, I will say, though, that is a bit concerning to me that for an FCS team, you were only able to put up 30 points. Maybe Austin P is just that good. Maybe, but still, yeah. still, no. that is an FCS that, no, competition. I, I hear you. Um, it's definitely a little concerning, but this is a Florida team who dropped the first game of the season to Utah without Cam Rising. A good Utah team. Though. A good Utah team, but Cam Rising does represent quite a good bit of that Utah team's uh, momentum and offensive firepower. Yeah. yeah. Um, looking at stats for both teams. Tennessee's leading in total yards, 477 to 453. Uh, Florida is outpacing them through the air, 283 to Tennessee's 220. Where Tennessee makes up the difference is the run game. Um, Tennessee is posting, on average, 257 yards per game on the ground. Uh, Florida is only posting 170. Yards allowed, Florida's defense, it looks pretty stout. Um only averaging 191 yards per game, which is still a little bit more than what you want. But Tennessee's giving up 270 yards per game, and that's against UVA and Austin P. Yeah. So that defense for the Vols looks a little rough, especially their secondary. Um, their front seven is fantastic. I mean, yeah. Heupel always coaches a fantastic front seven. I think it, it it definitely looks it's it's improved from last year. Their offense is looking good. Uh, Joe Milton is not as accurate as Hendon Hooker, but he's still got a heck of an arm. Yeah, I mean, the run game they make up for it in the run game. Um, but I'm interested to see how well they can do that against Florida's defense. I think for Florida, this is uh, you did really well against Utah. That was your first real test. If I think if you can replicate that. 
against uh, Tennessee. That will help out a lot. Um, but you've got to get going. Uh, Graham Mertz has not been an issue for Florida. It is ever, excuse me, is everybody around Graham Mertz? It is his wide, it is his young wide receivers who have have you know butterfingers at times, and they have drop issues. Um, that speaking of that, this game is in Gainesville, seven o'clock p.m. So the home crowd will be a rocking for the yes. Gators. Um, do you think? I, I personally feel that Gator fans are incredibly unhappy with Billy Napier. I think it's partially ridiculous because it is his second year at Florida. To me, you've you've got to give him in this day and age of the transfer portal. I would say give him at least three years. No yeah. longer gone are the days of giving a coach five or six. West Virginia, um, gone are the days of, of giving the coach at Neil Brown. Yeah. Uh, gone are the days of the coaches who need five to six years to bring in their own recruits and and rebuild that program the way they want to rebuild it. They can do that. We've seen it with Dion. Dion, yeah. Um, of just go ahead and rebuild over an off season. Yep. Um, so, I think that Florida fans are just as passionate as literally every other SEC. School oh, one hundred percent in the nation. Um, and I know that. I know the way that I feel about Brian Kelly. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I, because it does not stand to reason that, you know, we fell short in the SEC championship game, but we still made it to the SEC championship. We fell won short our against division. Florida State. We fell short against Florida State two years in a row. Thank you for bringing that up again. I sincerely appreciate it. It's the truth. Um, but, no, it, it, I get it. I I get it. The not hatred yet, but the general. It's like okay, when are we winning a championship? Yeah, because that unfortunately is the mindset when you have teams like Georgia, like Alabama, like LSU in 2019, 2020, um, like Tennessee currently with Heupel. And honestly, if this season doesn't go. Like that, I could see Hypel starting to be on the hot seat, which I, it sounds absolutely crazy to say. But I feel like if Hypel doesn't bring home at least an SEC championship, if not a championship game appearance, yeah, then he's probably on the hot seat starting next season. And I hate that. I well, truly hate that. I, about the I don't SEC. think so because George, I don't think so. Maybe next season, maybe after next season or the next two seasons. Um, I think there's a difference between job security pressure and then pressure against your fellow coaches. If that makes any sense, more like competition pressure. Yeah. Uh, like Neil Brown is on job security pressure yeah. right now. That for Hypo, I think, as long as you're still winning double digit nine to double digit games each year, I think you're fine. Because as a Tennessee fan, you have to be realistic. Georgia is a bulldozer right now. Yes. There's no stopping Georgia. You can go up to Georgia's level, but there's just there's not a team that I see that can stop Georgia. Okay. Yeah. Um I I think I think Hypo won't be on the hot seat until he until things kind of start deteriorating. Um, this is just kind of you've got to reset after you lose Jalen Hyatt and Hendon Hooker. So you've got to, you've got to reset for that. But I, I I don't think he's on the hot seat for this. 
Um, and, and Tennessee fans got to know this year, they're probably not going to make the SEC championship game unless f- Georgia falters. Um, the only way you get to the SEC championship game is you beat Georgia. Yeah. You can't lose another game. You've got to beat Georgia, and that's that. That's just the way things are. Um, but for this game, Tennessee, Florida, I'm taking the Vols. Um, I am taking the Gators in the Swamp. Ooh, okay. I don't think it's going to be a – I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout either way. I'm going to say – Florida by three, so 27-24. I'm going to say 'm I'm going to say it's going to be 10 points. I'm going to say Tennessee 38, Florida 28. Okay. Tennessee 38, Florida 28. Uh, moving on. This was to- a close game last year. Remember that too with Anthony Richardson. This was a close game between the two teams last year, so uh, there there is some of that as well, and that was that was even in Knoxville. So, uh, moving on to our next game, which is going to be a lot closer, I feel like. Oh yes, uh, the two and BYU Cougars take on the two and Oh, excuse me, our Kansas Razorbacks. This comes down to Slovis versus Jefferson for me. Yeah. Who who is going to have the hot hand in Razorback Stadium? Um, last year, Arkansas jumped up and surprised quite a few teams. Um, but this year, Arkansas against WCU, fifty six thirteen, no problem. Uh, against Kent, twenty-eight to six. So so far, so good. Yeah. BYU uh, against SHSU. Who is that? San Houston. Uh, Sam oh, Houston Sam State. Houston. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, against Sam Houston, fourteen to nothing, blanking them, and then against Southern Utah. How did I know Southern Utah, and not Sam Houston? I know. Uh, Forty-one to sixteen for the Cougars. Um. Looking at the matchup prediction and the betting odds, um, Arkansas is favored 79.1 to BYU's 20.9. This is in Fayetteville, as we've said a few times. Uh, the line is fa- uh, Arkansas is favored by 8, and the over-under is 47.5. Like I said, I mean, I I truly don't think that this is going to be about, you know, stopping the run or – Anything like that? I truly think this is going to be a quarterback duel between Keaton Slovis and KJ Jefferson. And here's the thing: is I don't think Keaton Slovis is that great. No, I, don't I think, know you don't. <laughs> I don't think he's that great. Um, and I, I, I didn't think he, you know, he gets benched last year uh, as he plays for Pitt, and then he uh, goes to uh, BYU, and BYU fans are not happy with him. He has not performed the way that they thought he would. He's Thrown an interception already. He does have four touchdowns and almost 500 yards passing. Yeah. But, I mean, to, to me, at just 42 of 65, man. Um, yeah. Now, some of that could also be that receivers are not catching the ball. They also have the case of Butterfinger, the case of some Butterfingers. Um, but four touchdowns, two, uh, four touchdowns with an interception. I just don't. Eh. Eh. Okay. 
Uh, give me KJ Jefferson and Woo Pig Suey. Uh, I think the Hogs, not necessarily they run away with it, but they definitely win comfortably. I'm, I'm gonna say they're 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 a uh, they're a three touchdown favorite. It's 35-14. Give me the Hogs. Give me the Arkansas Razorbacks. Uh, Woo Pig Suey as well. Can't believe I just said that. Um, <laughs> I forget their arrival of yours, the Golden mm-hmm. Boot. The Golden Boot. The Golden Boot, the best trophy in college football. Don't at me. Um, no, give me give me our Kansas. Um, I'm gonna say twenty eight fourteen. You know, and they and they look they look pretty even on paper. Uh, Arkansas is putting up on average three hundred forty three points a game with BYU three hundred forty three yards, three hundred points. Good night. That's three hundred and four. That's, that's, that's terrifying. A, that's a championship team right there. Three hundred forty-three yards a game compared to BYU's putting up three twenty-five. That's NCAA uh, easy mode right there. They are much much better on the ground uh, than BYU is. BYU is only putting up on average seventy-nine yards a game. They're not even breaking the eighty mark. Not even breaking the hundred mark. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, terrible. Terrible. Um, and a lot of that has to do with K.J. Jefferson as well. K.J. Jefferson is able to use his feet and is mobile. Keaton Slovis is not. No, Keaton Slovis is the uh, prototypical NFL-style pocket passer. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a real test for BYU's defense as BYU's uh, front seven and run-stopping defense is is legit. It's, yeah. It is pretty good. Uh, so let's see how well Arkansas can run the ball against BYU. Against BYU. Uh, both teams have a great run defense, but I, I, I think Arkansas's overall offense is, is going to be able to um, – not run all over it, but Arkansas is going to be able to handle that BYU defense and especially that front seven. They even if the even if BYU makes Arkansas one dimension one dimensional, I think Arkansas is willing to put put the game on the shoulders of KJ Jefferson and throw the ball. I don't think yeah. they have a problem with doing that. He's got five touchdowns already on the season. Um, he's thirty one for forty two. You know, I I. I see I see Arkansas winning this game comfortably. I think another factor into this too is that the fact that BYU has to travel to Lafayette. Yeah, I absolutely. think that's I think that's the issue is they have to Fayetteville. travel to Fayetteville. Why did I say Lafayette? Mm. Um, they have to travel to Fayetteville. Oh, I'm thinking of Lafayette. Uh, L U. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh no, not L U. U L. U L Lafayette. Yes, that's it. Gosh, you're good. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Uh, fumbling the bag. It's my turn to fumble this week. Um, well, we still have three more games. We so do still I have three more games. That's eh, okay. Uh, but yeah, no, I think the travel wise, be that's going to be a huge factor for BYU this year. Um, they do, they do have, they did have to travel quite a bit in independent on the independent stage. But there's a lot more travel that they've got to do this year, um, and I think that's going to wear on them their first few years here in the Big Twelve. Uh, moving on to our last picked game, and then we're going to get into uh, LSU and WU. The JMU Dukes take on the Troy Trojans. Uh, JMU is two and zero. Oh, we're getting we're getting, <laughs> oh, we're the, getting applause. the applause. New sign, new sign in the studio. Go Dukes. Um, JMU is two and zero, taking on the one and one Troy Trojans. Um, doesn't your boy play for Troy? Not anymore. He graduated. He pl- he plays for he plays the uh, Canadian Football League. Oh, the CFL. 
checks out. Apparently, um, he's balling out up there too. Um, well, I mean, you know, it's daggy, but yeah. Um, this is in Troy, Alabama, at Veteran Veterans Memorial Stadium. Both teams very similar on offense. Uh, Troy is uh, very slightly hair under JMU as far as uh, total yardage. 413 to JMU's 415. Um, both teams, you know, <laughs> like to throw the ball. They like to run the ball. Um, 207 through the air for Troy, 206 on the ground for JMU, 201 through the air, and 214 on the ground. Uh, you see that in the quarterback comparison. McLeod, kind of a rough stat, 27 for 42, 368 yards passing with three touchdowns. But you know what? There's no interceptions. There's no turnovers. He has not put the ball in harm's way. Watson, on the other hand. Gunner Watson. Gunner Watson. What a football net. What a football Gunner. Net. Gunner. Um, again, Kind of an ugly uh, completion percentage, 31 for 54, 365 yards passing, five touchdowns, two interceptions. Interceptions. Last week, uh, Troy lost to Kansas State, 42 to 13. We already talked about that. Um, And then – JMU eked out a win over UVA, 36-35. Oh, oh, applause. We're getting the applause again. Yep. Jay in the booth. Um, Troy won over, what is that, uh, Stephen F. Austin? Yes. Stephen F. Austin. Um, Stone Cold! Stone Cold! (laughs) By God! Um, Troy beat Stephen Austin uh, 48-30 in week one in their tune-up game, as much as you can have a tune-up game. Um. Give me the Dukes. I'm also going to take the Dukes in this one. And um, I, I'm not even that biased towards JMU. My my biggest my big my biggest fear with them is 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 McLeod. I think quarterback play for JMU is my biggest concern. We talked about this last week as um just the arm strength doesn't appear to be there. It's not where it needs to be. What it, uh, from what it uh, Looks like he's definitely underthrowing a lot of passes. Underthrowing a lot of passes, but I believe they can pull it out. This look for this to be the Sun Belt Championship game. Right yes. now, JMU and Troy are the Sun Belt Championship favorites, so this could be a preview of what is to come in December. And I, I think JMU's a little bit more tested than Troy. They pr- definitely perform better on a bigger stage um, against. You know UVA versus K State. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Give give me the Dukes. I'm gonna I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna take JMU as well. I'm gonna take JMU as well. I'm assuming that you're last because I'm not going. I'm never going to be able to match the hype for the backyard. Thank brawl. you. I appreciate that. The LSU Tigers take on the Mississippi State Bulldogs in Week Three of college football. The 14th. Ranked LSU Tigers take on ranked. the two and Mississippi State Bulldogs. Jane Daniels forty for sixty one currently, much better than what he was last year at this point. Six hundred and fifteen yards passing, six touchdowns, one dog ugly interception in garbage time. Will Rogers 
46, 389 yards passing, and five total touchdowns. For the first time all season, the leading rusher is someone not named Jaden Daniels, thank God. Logan Diggs has 15 carries for 115 yards and one touchdown. Owen, we're a team that likes to run. However, you don't mind throwing throwing the throwing no, the skin around, do no, you? No, not at all. Um, total yards five forty a game for the Tigers. Uh, Mississippi State four sixteen yards passing three thirty three for the Tigers one ninety four for Mississippi State two oh seven on the ground for the Tigers two hundred twenty one for the Bulldogs. The biggest issue that I have with this Tiger team is our defense. We are giving up 407 yards on average. Well, and I think that comes from your secondary. You had to portal really hard for your secondary there. And I think that is your, for both teams, for Mm -hmm. both LSU and West Virginia, um, your secondary is your weakness. And for you, it's because you had to portal hard. For we also had to portal hard, but I think that that's that's the issue. There are kinks to be worked out when it comes to that secondary for LSU. Um, obviously, you know we we beat down Grambling as we were expected to, seventy-two to ten. We had that week one loss to Florida State by 21-45-24. Looking at Mississippi State's uh, last two. They beat Southeastern Louisiana 45, no, 48-7. Uh, and then in overtime, they beat Arizona 31-24. Yeah. Uh, in, in overtime. Uh, we're not going to drop an F-bomb on this one like he did on that <laughs> post-game interview. Yeah, that was funny. The field. That was hilarious. Um, my thing. Did you see uh, – sorry, tangent. Did Dude. you see Pat McAfee? Yes. On ESPN? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Oop, can't see that on ESPN. 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, 1,004, 1,005. Okay, we're good now. We're good. We're good. We're fine. Um, my biggest concern here is the fact that Will, Ro- Will Rogers looks pretty sharp mm-hmm. so far in the season, and the LSU secondary does not. Yes, absolutely. And I'm, I'm right there with you. That being said, we – Finally got a halfway decent rusher in Logan Diggs. And I'm not dissing LSU's running backs in general. We just don't draw up a whole lot of designed runs. And I think that was our biggest thing against Grambling is uh, Brian Kelly wanted to explore the playbook and at least get some designed runs where the offense is comfortable enough to run them. Um. I think in Starkville that the deck is going to be stacked against the LSU Tigers. Um, however, this is a must-win. I, I think the rest of our schedule is a must-win, at least going into you know the back half where <sighs> it uh, it gets a little bit more interesting. It gets rough. Um, after Mississippi State, we host Arkansas in Death Valley. Go to Ole Miss, go to Mizzou, bring back Auburn, bring back Army, and then we go to Bryant-Denny. 
So yeah, um, got that to look forward to for the rest of the year. Um, no, I, I think this is an absolute must win if we want to stay ranked. If we drop this game to Mississippi State, I it's not gonna it's not gonna be pretty. You might rage quit on Sunday. I might. I might rage quit the Panther Pod. <laughs> rage quit the Panther Pod. Um, I think my conclusions in picking this game. Both teams have an electric offense. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State appears to have a little bit better defense. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think that Mississippi's Mississippi State's offense can keep up with how electric LSU's offense Come on. is. So therefore, Come on. I am I'm I'm going to say this. Come on. I think all LSU needs to do give it to them is light them up on the scoreboard. Give it to them. You make one stop for Mississippi on. State. This is going to be old school Big 12 football right here. Give it to them. Give me the G-E-A-U-X. Tigers. Let's go! Give go me, Tigers. Give me LSU. Give me LSU. Yeah. Um, LSU is favored in this game, 9.5, and, and the over-under is 54. According to ESPN, LSU wins this matchup 67.4%. But but this is what I, this is what I'm saying here, Cole. Is you LSU has to get that one stop. If they don't yeah. get that one stop, Mississippi State wins this game. Yes, absolutely. I believe that they can get this one stop. It, it, it it's just old school Big Twelve football yeah. of we're going to throw it a ton, and the and the first team who can get a stop is going to be the one that wins the game. And I, I personally think that that's going to be LSU. They've got to get at least one crucial stop. On I, defense, personally, I think our defensive line is solid enough to do it, um, especially our front seven. I mean, what a unit! But as you said very validly, our secondary leaves a lot to be desired this year. And coming from coming from DBU, you know that's honestly pretty heartbreaking to say. Um, Owen. As we said at the start of this episode, it is pit hate week. It is pit hate week. I am going to stop talking for the next however long it takes for you to get it out of your system. The floor is yours. Go. So, is the return of the Backyard Brawl for the 106th edition this is the first time since 2011 that West Virginia welcomes in the Pitt Panthers into Milan Puskar Stadium. Uh, Garrett Green is 26 for 45 on, uh, on, on the year. Not great, but you know what? The deep ball looked pretty good against Duquesne last week. Uh, he has thrown for 402 yards and four touchdowns no interceptions on the other side for Pitt Phil Jerkovic uh Phil Jerkovic is 27 for 55 so he's even worse <laughs> 393 and four touchdowns his pa- the passing game we saw that against Cincinnati last week was really bad make sure to boo him when he comes onto the field boo. because because apparently you have to be you're not an adult if you don't if you boo uh players so <laughs> yeah. who said that Jerkovic yep Really? Yep. 
okay. in a press conference. Um, let's let's see. That's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how that one that's plays out. That's a bold out. strategy. <laughs> Gee, I wonder what's going to happen oh. on the first play of scrimmage. Um, C.J. Donaldson, man, he he opened the he opened the world up. Uh, he opened the world's eyes last week, the college football world's eyes last year uh, in this game uh, in Pittsburgh. Uh, he had. Uh, last, uh, so far this year, he's got 31 carries for 137 yards. He's got a lone touchdown from uh, the touchdown at, P- at Penn State. And then Hudson Clement for the Mountaineers, the walk-on now scholarship player, five receptions, 175 yards, three touchdowns, all from one game. All for one game. We may <clears> be looking at wide, receive, uh, at wide receiver one over here uh, for the Mountaineers. West Virginia on offense, I never thought I'd say this, but they're averaging 463 yards of offense. 400, I never thought I've, I would see that in a Neil Brown era. Um, in a Neil Brown era WU-style offense, 238 passing, 225 on the ground. Uh, offense is looking looked better, much better. Chad Scott started calling plays. I hope he calls plays for Pitt this week. Uh Defense, though. Mm. Front seven looks great. I feel your pain. Front seven looks great. It's that secondary. We're playing 10 yards, soft coverage. We talked about it with Duquesne. We are going to get eaten alive in Big 12 play and in this game. Maybe not in this game as much because the quarterback play is not where it should be for Pitt. Um, But we are going to get eaten alive if we don't clean this up. We're allowing 281 through the air, but only 74 on the ground. Okay, so it's a big swing one way, you know. Great, we make them one-dimensional, but apparently that one, that other dimension just doesn't exist for WVU. Just for, uh, just for a frame of reference there, Georgia is giving up 104 yards a game on the ground. Mm-hmm. And they've played nobody. Yeah. They played UT Martin and, uh, who it's, Ball. and Ball State last week. They played UT Martin, Ball State. We... We played Penn State and Duquesne. Now, Duquesne, yeah. But Penn State, we only we held them under 150 yards rushing. And Duquesne, we held to three yards. Three. Not 30, not 13. Three. Three yards rushing, okay? Dale Senior time, all right? Three <laughs> yards rushing. Uh, uh, it's pretty much even in this game. W is favored by one. Uh, the over under is forty seven. I think I think that the over will be hit. Uh, let's see here. Uh, ESPN is giving is giving Pitt the advantage with sixty four percent to West Virginia's thirty six percent. Which you're gonna see that because you know ESPN thinks game day should have been in Morgantown. That's all I gotta say. This game is uh, seven thirty. It's a night game. Morgantown will be. Rockin'. Morgantown is, will burn down after this game. This is in one way or another. Morgantown's going to burn down. Um, but this is the uh, this. Uh, it's on ABC. This is a must win for Neil Brown. This can go. This can be a signature win for him, or this can be a win that ends his entire head coaching career at for the Mountaineers. If he loses this game, it. it I, I feel like it's over with. By the come the bye week. He will not be our head coach. Um, if he wins, he may he buys himself the rest of the season. Uh, if he wins, he could buy himself another year. 
We'll see. Um, there are no moral victories in this game. No. It's either you win or you lose. There is no moral victories. You win or you lose. That is it. Uh, super excited for this game. It's a stripe the stadium game. Again, Morgantown's going to be rocking. Super, super stoked for this. I don't think I'll, I will have ever seen uh, Mountaineer Field this packed before. Um, but this is going to be one of the best environments in a long time at Milan Puskar Stadium. Uh, Garrett Green looks to be more poised. Uh, he has the same thing like Jaden Daniels. He tends to run a little bit more than pass, but that's okay. Uh, he still throws a decent ball. Our receivers have got to catch the ball. The ones who were supposed to step up this year are not stepping up, but Hudson Clement, Preston Fox, Devin Carter, Cole Taylor. If those just that's that's four guys right there. Throw it to them. They can't cover them all at once. They can only double cover so so many. And if they start double double covering all four, that leaves somebody open. You know? So West Virginia has a great shot to win this game. I think they've got a shot. They've got a great shot, uh, a better shot than what they did last year. They just went for it on fourth and two, fourth and one last year. Just go for it, and you win the game. But I I feel your pain. But uh, Neil Brown seems to understand this game a little bit better this year. He knows what's at stake. He can feel it. He can sense it. This team can feel it. We, us fans, know it. Um, it's it's going to be a massive, massive deal uh, if we win this game, and it's going to be a big deal, too, if we lose this game. With that. Because of the subpar completion percentage. By who? <laughs> and questionable wide receivers making plays. Oh, the mic's the mic's coming out of the stand. The mic's coming out of the stand. Owen, I truly hate to say this to you. Because your head is going to get so big after I do. Give me the Mountaineers, baby! You, you genuinely... You... Oh, yeah, applause! That, that, that was that applause. was that was that was a five star performance right there. I just want to let thank you know you, that you. was that was like award winning, Oscar winning performance. I I genuinely thought no. you were about to pick Pitt. I think your front seven is going to eat up uh, Jerkovic, Jerkovic, however you want to call it. Don't matter. He's getting booed on the first play of the game, you, dude. He's getting booed out the building. Yeah, that's going to be brutal. Why? Why? Why would you? Why, why would, would you, why say, would you that? say that to set yourself up for this? That's why, like, why would you say that to set yourself yeah, up? No, Is, like you had to know, right? Not thinking ahead of time. Um, no, give me the years. Yes, like, give me the years. Yes, uh, I'm fully with you on this game. Uh, thank you for having LSU's back. By the way, you're welcome. Um, no, that's going to wrap us up here this week. Um, a lot of exciting games to watch out for. Um, LSU, Mississippi State, Pitt, WU should be electric games, especially that Pitt, WU game. That is going to be insane. Um, but yeah, um, thank you guys for listening to us. Be sure to check us out uh, either Sunday or Monday morning for the uh, recap episode. Yeah. Uh, but as we leave you today, here's the latest from Neil Diamond. I am Owen Spelnick. My name is Cole Connor.